0: Welcome to the Only One Business Show with me, your host, James Nathan. Chatting to some of the UK's leading business professionals, sharing tips, insights, and advice on how to create amazing customer experiences whilst building bigger, better, and more profitable businesses as a result. What can you do in your business today and in the years to come to truly delight your clients? What exceptional experiences can you give them to take away and cherish? How can you delight the most important person in the world? Satisfaction makes you one of many. Delighting clients makes you the only one. And you can't be just one. You have to be the only one. Hello and welcome to the Only One Business Show with me, your host, James Nathan. And today in the studio, I've got a fabulous guy for you who's just released an amazing book. He's the joint founder and CEO of Inc Global, a business dedicated to inspiring travels on all points of their journey. Inc works with about 30 airlines and if you, well, you may well have consumed some of their stuff um, or his team stuff over time. If you've flown on EasyJet or Virgin or Norwegian, the magazines that you might be reading, produced by Inc. He's got offices in Miami, Singapore and London. Um, His company publishes magazines, makes travel video and owns a US TV network at most of the airports in the United States. But he's recently published an amazing book called No F in Sales, which I hope we're going to talk a lot about, um, and which is all about thriving in difficult market conditions. And as we go to air here in May, um, who knows what the world looks like? Um, who knows what the world's going to look like? But it's really great to welcome Simon Leslie. Simon, how are you?
1: I'm all right. Um, I'm realistically optimistic.
0: That's a good way to be um i've had so many conversations with people recently Simon, where you know it's all doom and gloom and uh you know we the world we're in today um is is a very different one to the one we were in a few weeks ago um but downturns are are not uncommon things in business what led you to write this book after years and years of so much success in your world
1: i really wanted to give back a little bit i mean there there was there was three or four different strands to this I wanted to do something that would document uh, my my story, my history, certainly give my kids a little bit of legacy, give them some insight into what I've been through, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to inspire people to live their own personal greatness it's you know one thing it's very easy to do, and especially in when things are tough, is to undervalue how good you are and you know me as a human being have been doing that for quite a long time i've been quite self-deprecating i think and mm-hmm. w- when things get tough it's now a time for leadership it's a time to stand up and 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 show the world what what you what you're capable of the, the other thing i wanted to raise the money for charity so every penny of profit from the book is going to a charity i've just announced a new charity partner which is beam.org okay which, which is a fantastic charity um, it's doing something that we all want to do. We all see the, the the guy or the girl sitting on the street and we think, you know, we'll buy them a sandwich or a coffee, but we're not really helping them. And what mm. they actually do is retrain them, get them back into work and get them back into life. And uh, I think it's a fantastic, it's a fun
0: Oh, it's a super charity. And that, that's on your website, isn't it? I'll put, I mean, I'm going to put the link obviously at the bottom to com. But I know the, um, the, the there's a, a link there and, and little video as well of you talking about what they do, which is really cool. I'm really excited.
1: I'm excited to help them. You know, I, I raised about five or six thousand pounds for points and Young Minds last year. And yep. uh, my goal this year is to raise even more.
0: Fantastic! You talked about personal greatness, and/or you mentioned it while you were talking. What is personal greatness?
1: Well, I think all of us have this bravery muscle, and and like any any muscle we have in our body, we need to train it and develop it. And mm-hmm. right now, you're going to see people with really strong bravery muscles coming to the fore. And and it's it's uh-huh. oh, I don't even I don't even know how to articulate articulate it perfectly but it's it's the ability to make sensible decisions not making emotional decisions not making decisions which are going to hurt your business in the long term but or or making a decision which is very short term which might save you some money between now and you know the end of this situation it's making decisions that are actually going to enhance um Enhance your business for the long term,
0: and that's not that's not different. That's not different to normal times, isn't that something that we should be doing anyway?
1: I don't think we do. I think we're. I think we're. We're all living in the in a in a confused belief system. There, there is there is something um, innate, I guess, in all of us, and we got to we've got to um, wake it up. And we've all got something in us that that is. That is a lot more powerful than we're using
0: you, you I just want to step back a little bit there because i you know we if you look at the businesses around that really rock, the businesses who are you know very, very long term the best businesses that have or even new businesses that have grown really well, they all look after people, they all look at their client base, they all look at their customer base, they get that person, they get what they want, and they give them that, and they look after people. isn't that the key to long term great business? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So why would they be short-termist then? When we look at businesses and we know that's what makes them great.
1: I think the way people market today, when digital came along and gave you instant gratification, they stopped behaving and looking at the top of the funnel type marketing and the top of the funnel type behaviour. So everything was related to this quarter or this month's performance or. Where we're gonna, what we're gonna achieve, what we're gonna report, and I think I think that's what what the world has become much, 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 much too short term.
0: And how does that change? Is it going to change, or is it just going to get more and more short termist?
1: Right now, I think it's you know people are worrying how they're going to pay the bills this week. So I think I think long term, this is a time where people can rethink everything they do about business, Mm. how they how they. Are in business, how they stay in business. One of one of the stats in the book is the seventy eight percent rule. Right. Which is if seventy eight percent of the businesses, which they might do over the next couple of weeks, disappeared, no one would really care. People would people would find a new supplier or a new um a new product,
0: mm-hmm.
1: find a new airline. They'd find probably find a new football club if they had to. So so I I think it's. You know, there there is something we have to do as businesses that are, that make us more make us more loved by our by our audience or by our customers. Mm-hmm.
0: So what what is that then? Because we you know I talk a lot about being the only one. I know a lot of people have different slants to the same same thing, which really is how do you make yourself remarkable? How do you become memorable? How do you become referable? How do you become the one that people want to talk about and use? other than the rest and the one that i guess now the one that people would miss if you were gone
1: Um, and and who would who would you miss you'd miss apple
0: would i miss apple i'd buy a different i mean the, the problem with commodity stuff i think is that uh i love their gear i love apple stuff um i you know i i'm a bit of a junkie for it but if it didn't exist well there's alternatives and you can't i don't think you can love a product can you I think if they keep
1: improving the product, then it becomes, um, you know, it, it becomes harder to give away. Um, I, I, what I can do, or what I do, and and what I what I write about, is it's about your people. Mm-hmm. If if your people love your customers as much as you love your product, and they love their love the company as much as you do, then you you're, you you've got you've got an army of people going out there being passionate, caring. And and it, and it's always about the customer. The one of the, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they sell their product. They don't mm-hmm. find what their customer needs and wants and fixes and and fix that as a as a problem.
0: And you know when you mentioned Apple and you, I think you know you think back to the iPod and you know a product which a lot of people said was solving a problem that didn't exist, but actually they were looking at what people really wanted and gave them that. And that's quite an exceptional thing to be able to do, isn't it?
1: there's not many businesses that are very good at it um you know my product does this that and the other and you know it's got these fantastic features and benefits that's not what's important what's important is what will it do for you and will it actually help you save time make money improve your life whatever it is and and i think apple have done that brilliantly and, and and lots of brands do it well and i think this is a time where they're all looking at their brands now and saying this is what we can do differently
0: yeah, and and I mean, a lot of people are talking at the moment about what the future looks like um, and hoping that the future is a, is a more human place to be. What have you done in your business? Your business has been very, very successful for a long time, what, 26-odd years of of, of growth, um, you know, global business, um, one which, you know, is obviously doing things very, very right. How do you keep something like traditional publishing so current and so wanted? That's a great question.
1: I, I think I was out of the myself because we've, 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 we're ending up, we ended up last year as probably the best year we've ever had in, in any, in a year when everybody said, this is over, this is done, there's nothing, you know, magazines are, no one wants magazines anymore. Wow. yeah. And even when we started 2020, we were, we were, we were buzzing and everyone was excited. We've gone through the challenging period. And I, I think there's, there's still a, a desire for knowing what you didn't know you needed to know and that's what we do as a business we give people information they didn't necessarily needed to didn't necessarily know they needed to know you know did they want did they want to go sharp diving in cape town do they want to go swim you know, in tahiti Haiti? we we we're inspiring them to do things that they hadn't thought about and i think um the whole travel tomorrow message that i've been getting behind is that we want that back now, I think the world's going to be different. I think it's going to be, um, I think we're going to come out of this feeling much more considered and caring towards our, our fellow human beings. I think people have come off of technology a little bit more than than th- that they should have done. And I think this is a time for um, better quality leadership and better quality caring within your organisation. And also you, you've had a chance now to see who really cares about your business as much as you do from a staffing point of view?
0: And staff are the, I mean, businesses are nothing without their people. Staff are the most important part of any business. What have you been doing with yours to make them, you know, continue to stand behind you? What, what do you do differently that other businesses could learn from?
1: Well, the the thing I did at the very beginning is I said, like, what, what do I want them to do? I want, I want to keep their brains active. I want them to feel invested in and valued and I I wrote to a lot of the people that I met on my you know as I as I launched the book tour and I said look I've got no money I've got no revenue coming in everything is is on lockdown I need help who will help me you know mm-hmm. I, wrote, I wrote to 15 people and 15 people said I'll help you and I thought I thought that was you know that was a one it was a sign of you know everybody's in the same boat you know we've all got a lot of time on our hands who can we help Yeah." Um, and they and they've been coming in one by one, doing these. Um, I suppose call them seminars, but they'll, they'll talk for about fifteen twenty minutes, and then the most important thing is they'll take questions and answers from the teams. So teams are asking them questions about mental toughness, about storytelling, about grit, about you know, diet and exercise in 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 this type of difficult circumstance. And I think that's been it's been more important than just having Zoom calls and going, you know, how are you doing? You're fine. Right. Next one. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Everyone's okay. And the the truth is, no one's okay. We're all struggling, including me, but we've all got to help each other. And actually, the the process of helping each other is what makes us all better.
0: I think that's a really nice thing you just said there, because helping people is not just saying, are oh, you OK? It's finding out what you can do to really help, you know, whether it's dropping milk round to a neighbor or whether it's, you know, you know the, the kind of stuff you, you talked about there. A business is saying, right, well, how do we look after the mental and physical health of our people? Um, because you know, we're all going to have down days. Um, we do normally, but, you know, being trapped inside, I mean, my, you, know, you just need to watch. I've got a couple of youngish kids and you watch them not see their friends and the way it affects them. It's it's very, very difficult. But also there are ways that we can we can all help each other that are meaningful rather than just, you know, just lip service. There's a lot of emails going out at the moment, aren't there? You, you must have had about a thousand of them, too, that say, you know, this is what we're doing and we hope you're well. And, and what do they matter? Do they matter at all?
1: they get deleted very quickly. It's unprecedented. It's terrible. It's, you know, <laughs> wild war, uncharted. You know, we know...
0: <sighs> unprecedented it's, is my favourite word at the moment. If I hear it again, I, I really will kill somebody and I mean that. It's just ridiculous.
1: You know, you know, James, these are unprecedented times and I just don't know how we're dealing with them. <laughs> uh, right. Um, right. It really, it really is. Um, you know, we are, we are really being considered about how many emails we're sending, who we're sending emails to, what message we're doing. The first email I actually sent was exactly that. I wrote to every single advertiser and I just said, look, there's so many of these messages going out right now. And I think we've forgotten some of the the basics of being in business. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting us over the years. Thank you for being our clients. And whatever happens over the next 60, 90, 120 days, we will do whatever we can to earn and retain your business and support you on the way out and, and I got so many nice um, emails back of you know that's a much better tone or that's a nicer way to do it so I think I think it's really important not just to follow the herd it is to do things different to, to what to what the other message is and then you stand out.
0: Joe if, if you could see if this was a video you could see me applauding while you were speaking. Yeah. Um, we do not thank our clients and our customers nearly enough um and that kind of message when things are tough to say look thanks for having been there for us you know we will be back um that's a great message and it's an important message but thanking your clients and and making sure they appreciate well they understand how much you appreciate them goes a long long way doesn't it
1: it it really does i mean i've got one or two clients who are screaming at me and Mm -hmm. and, and i got on the phone i said look all you're doing is transferring your frustration from your clients to me to and i'm stopping it i'm stopping the frustration i will look after you don't don't pay me if you can't pay me don't worry about the money and don't worry about anything don't worry about the contract just just know that when we come out of this you and me are going to be still in business together and you know it it is it's i, I don't know it hurts us financially to have these type of conversations but i know that this isn't a short-term game and there isn't a short-term win and there is we're all taking we're all taking it you know in our stride right now and what I don't want is to come out of this and this is the this is the um the thing I'm most worried about if and I'm not a worrier as as a human being but there will not be as many businesses still still around you know if I look through my my roster of advertisers a lot of those are small medium-sized businesses who aren't going to be here, who who just – not because their business is bad, it's just because they've run out of money or the government hasn't paid them in time to pay their staff and they just had to, you know, they had to call it a day.
0: Some of those businesses will, you know, I I think there's good and bad in all of this and and I do feel, you know – through through the global consumer the the global finance crisis, loads of businesses went under. We all had a terrible time. I'm a bit of a jinx, Simon, actually, because I set up my um, my first recruitment business in 2007, just before that crash, and then I I relaunched West Search um, just before this one. So um, I'm, people have been telling me, James, for God's sake, don't set up any more recruitment businesses. But um, you know, when when these things happen, um, we can learn a lot for the next time. I know that. Um, you know, there's a lot that we're going to learn from from this downturn and this problem, because the, a recession will come again, won't it? Recession's come all the time. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll be. Most of my messages over the last couple of months has been, you know, I want a recession, because there's some great businesses that I know are being poorly run, and I think there's there'll be there'll be opportunity in those recessions. You know, I've been through nine eleven, SARS, ash clouds, two thousand eight. 2012 when the country started getting bust and then mm. we had our own challenge within our own business um, so this isn't this isn't unprecedented times for me this is just another of those times now there is nothing like this nothing where we've seen the world shut down so quickly but the the, the behaviors need to be the same you've got to stay calm you've got to be realistically optimistic Right. realistic and optimistic. There's no point in just saying, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Because it's not. There's going to be so many more bumps along the road before we get to whatever we get to. And even if on day one, everyone says, right, you can go back to life as normal now. Everyone's going to be rusty. Everyone's going to be, you know, thinking and, you know, hanging around the water cooler going, right, oh, what did you do? And and, and I think it'll take it'll take months, if not quarters, to get back to just right, what are we actually doing and how are we going to do it? And when? when I just don't think people are anticipating that. I think people just think, oh, Jan- June the 1st, everyone's back in the office and it'll be fine again. You know, <laughs> it's it's going to take some more um, WD-40 to get us all
0: going. Oh, yes, it is. And it's going to take a lot more. I mean, we were sitting there last night thinking with a glass of wine, which is not a normal – well, actually, I'm going to lie. I was going to say it's not a normal thing on a Tuesday, but quite often it is. <laughs> we say, you know, when this is over, where should we go on holidays? Well, wherever we can get a spot because every man and his dog's going to want to go somewhere, aren't they? Um, but when this all, when this is all blown over, let, let's think a bit ahead, right? So, this, you know, times are improving. Uh, help, the health of the nation's better. Um, people are starting to rebuild their businesses and they're looking at it and they're thinking, right, I'm going to make my business better now. I'm going to learn from my my experiences. Uh, I'm going to think about how I serve people. I'm going to make them better. What should they be thinking about first? Well,
1: I I think they should be thinking about, have I got the right team? Is that, is that team capable of doing what I want them to do? Are they equipped? Are they ready? Have they sharpened their axe over this period? Have they have they come back with a, a better quality story? Because life is all about the stories we tell. Mm-hmm. Have we got a certainly in a marketing capacity? Have we got a campaign that's going to um, encourage and enthuse people to reconnect with us? And and the last but really important thing is you know are we well funded? Finance enough to, to be able to deal with this and do and do everything we want to do, because the, the, you're going to need to dig a lot deeper than than you probably realise you have to.
0: Are people going to be looking for more in the the service they receive? Are they going to be looking for bigger and better?
1: You know, when the last recession was on, it was weird because you could go into central London and you couldn't get a table at a restaurant, mm. and you know. TVs were like a fraction of the cost. There was, there was lots of, as long as you had a job, it was fun because everything was cheaper and you know, you could do all the things that you wanted to do. I think this time it's going to be different because I think people are, you know, they, 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 they would have been locked at home for quite a long time. I know they're going to want to get out, but I think they you know, that, 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 that memory muscle of doing the things they used to do has has been has been has been unused, and I just and I just wonder if that's going to hold hold people back making making big decisions.
0: Very possibly, and I, I wonder if there's going to be a, a level of cautiousness around spending, um, around you know making sure. People, keeping cash reserves, I guess, just in, for a rainy day—almost that kind of war chest mentality. of we better about have some money put away just in case it all goes wrong again?
1: Yeah.
0: What businesses make you go wow, Simon? When you're when forgetting where we are right now, but in the world as it normally is, what where do you go? Where you go? Wow, this is really cool. This is a great business. I mean, the,
1: this. Anyone think I'm a uh, ambassador for for Four Seasons? But. I was in Argentina recently, and uh, recently it feels like recently. Uh, I did have <laughs> not a so drink.
0: long ago.
1: <laughs> I, I did have a drink out of my Argentina Starbucks mug today, so I, so I'm still feeling it. And, uh, I, and I walked into the Four Seasons, and I arrived about eleven o'clock. They were just closing breakfast, and I said, "Look, I just want a coffee." And they said, "No problem, sit down, have a coffee." You sure you don't want some breakfast? No, oh, I'm fine. That was it. I was pretty scruffy. Pretty. I just been thirteen hours on the plane, and the next morning, I walked in, and the woman said, Mr. Leslie, can I get you a Cortado again? And I went, what? <laughs> this, is, this is an 1,100-room hotel, and you remembered me, my name, and you remembered what drink I had yesterday. Oh. And on the table was a special juice I'd, I'd asked them to make the day before. And I went, this is a level of service. That's, unheard. That's unreal. It's impossible. You shouldn't be able to do that level of service. And that blew me away. And from there, I actually went to the Four Seasons in in Toronto, and the service was so bad. And um, something went wrong. And the the manager offered to take me and my family on a little on a tour because they'd let us down on something. And I, and I was driving with him, and I said, Do "You own the restaurant." He goes, "Why'd you ask?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm a I love the Four Seasons, but the service was really shocking in there this morning." He goes. It's not ours, you know. We 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 lease it out, and you know, they sometimes their service levels are not the same as ours. And it's so noticeable within a within a brand when mm. when they get it right. So many times when it's not quite right, there's there's always a good reason for it.
0: And you you wonder why they do that because you know, I, I the hospitality industry is a, and the travel industry great place to find um, you know hero service. Um, particularly in hotels, hotels are uh, in Southeast Asian hotels, even more than anybody else, just incredibly good yeah. at serving and looking after people. And, you know, I'm, I, I rant on about the Shangri-La group constantly. I, I absolutely adore them. Um, and they they do, whenever they, you know, the opportunity to, to surprise you, they go even a little bit further uh, to the point where uh, my boy will probably kill me if I say so because he's 13, but he has a little, um, teddy bear it's a frog um, that it doesn't sit in his bed anymore but it never used to leave his side and that was given to him in a hotel by the by the concierge because they saw the little boy and gave him it and um, th- these little things that just you just make you so excited why you know light you up and then you think why on earth are the four seasons allowing someone to dent their reputation and their name by by not running a hotel restaurant as well as it should be it's crazy
1: I Want to go snap on that because when we were at the Four Seasons in Vale, they set up a tent with pillow uh, with uh, little toys in there. And he has it, he has it as well. He kept it, you know, he's he's 12 now as well. So it's it's fun, <laughs> those things are, are, are sentimental to them,
0: but it makes you think, you know, I remember when we stayed at the rest, rest castle, um, the <laughs> Where we stayed at the Shangri-La on Sentosa before they built that monstrosity next to it, um, and uh, and how wonderful it was. But that that kind of thought process is the difference. It's looking and saying, "How can I find an opportunity to delight someone? What can I do that's going to make them sit up and notice me?" What's your big thing, Simon? If you were to give sort of one big tip, one golden nugget to people, something they could do in their business today to make them better for today and better for the years to come, what would that thing be?
1: I'd I'd invest in as much as you can on good quality coaching, bringing the best possible people to help you um, get your staff into the right mindset, into the right belief system. You know, being in the airline business, I always say this, got to fix your own mask first if you don't if you don't it starts with you if you're not in the right place in the and you haven't got a very clear agenda of what you want to do and how you want people to behave you can't then um, spread that message but using um, as as many um, external coaches um, mentors as you can will will we'll bring your team on to, to levels that you just wouldn't believe. And they'll, they'll, be so, they'll be so inspired to work for you as well.
0: Fantastic. Lovely tip and great advice, Simon. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today.
1: Thank you very much for having me. And, you know, please, if people want to reach out right now, I've got lots of time on my hand and I'm happy to answer any questions.
0: That's magic of you. Thanks, Simon. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Only One Business Show. And I look forward to sharing your company again very soon. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so wherever you pick up your podcasts. And in the meantime, have a great day. Bye for now.